Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. This is John Kerman, and you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. Hi, this is PJ Butler, and you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. This is Kyle, and you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. Hey, this is Jim. We're leaving a Legacy. Got a mouthful of meat. Um, oh, wait. That's not what I meant. Don't put that on there. Now we take you to the Red Room, where round one parents have been posted. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. I am your legacy newbie, Patrick. With hey, Patrick. Me- hey, guys. With me today, I have two... Hi, Pat. <laughs> uh, I have Jerry and Adrian on the call today. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> this this is the episode where we all talk over each other. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I couldn't hear what you were saying. I was too busy talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what's going on, guys? What 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 did you guys get up to this week? Okay. Um, now I'm all distracted by a video you sent. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, Adrian, you can look at the video, and Jerry, you can regale us with the tales of your weekend. <laughs> yes, I had a wonderful weekend, Pat. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually finally got to the shops and played some Legacy this week. Entered the 1K at uh, Gamey, etc. Awesome. How did that go? Pretty good. Came in third overall. And you ran uh, the uh, Thing in the Ice deck? Yep, Punishing Thing in the Ice ended up uh, actually number one seed after Swiss, too. Yeah, that was impressive, and you were rocking the uh, the, the leather jacket like Tom Ross. It was cold in there, okay? <laughs> hey, I wasn't. I had no problem with that. I thought it was great, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing Tom Ross's style, just, uh, you know, run, run the leather jacket feel goods. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, early scoop into Michelle, the owner of Gaming, etc., because she always throws on an awesome event. Their, the events are always well run, and it's just always a pleasure playing there. And I think she, I was talking to her. She's thinking about doing a 5K in February. Ooh. Uh, nothing official yet. Don't quote me on it, but speculation is in the air. Okay. Uh, so looking forward to that if uh, if that ends up going through. But uh, yeah, uh, I ran Punishing Thing in the Ace, and it just is still just a really good deck. I think I'm going to run it for uh, GP Kentucky. Oh, oh the uh, Louisville? Louisville. <laughs> uh, it's in Kentucky, right? It uh, is, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called GP Louisville, not GP Kentucky. Five. Twitter handle than like G P L O U I S. Okay, so is, you think that's a list you'd actually run at a GP, huh? Uh, yeah, deck feels really good. All my matchups are like completely winnable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've top aided or won the last four big events I've run it in, so okay. it definitely has results to back it up. And then like running through the list of like decks that I played, it's like I wasn't playing like just jank all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like round one, I played Grixis. Um, I beat them two one. Uh, I mean, it's just like punishing fires are so good against Grixis because oh, it kills yeah. every Germag angler. So as long as I can deal with the Germag angler, that that game is just hands down. Well, and, and you just get bigger than the angler at at some point anyway. So 
that's the big thing. I, we talked about it a little bit last time. Um, other de- other Delver deck, or not so much, yeah, Delver decks, but just like Shardless Bug, that can be a bit more difficult because they're running Abrupt Decay for Thing in the Ice. Mm-hmm. But this Delver doesn't have an answer for Thing in the Ice. Right. Unless you like double bolt it. Um, or, you know, I make a dumb block. He attacks with the Deathrite Shaman and I decide to block for some reason. I think he actually tried that. I'm like, no, I'll take one. (laughs) (laughs) I want my Thing in the Ice bolted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they just don't have an answer for Thing in the Ice and then you just kill them with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that one was, uh, pretty straightforward. Then like round two, I played Infect. Uh, I actually played Andrew Mag, who is a fan of the cast. Right. He, uh, yeah, he he was talking to me before we started, and he was just saying I was getting into it and uh, that he liked the cast, so scoop into Andrew, too. But um, Infect is a pretty easy matchup for the deck, just because, once again, Punishing Fire kills everything. <laughs> um, he ended up taking game one off of me, though, because uh, he played really tight in that the only real card the Punishing Thing in the Ice deck is afraid of out of Infect is Ink Moth Nexus. Mm-hmm. So the other infect creatures, I can punishing fire them on my turn, and that forces the infect player to decide, do I want to use my pump spells to save my infect creature, in which case they're not doing damage to, uh, you know, my face. Um, he's using it to save his creatures or just let his infect creatures die. So it puts him in a real hard spot, and no matter what he chooses, he ends up losing um, card advantage because I just keep bringing Punishing Fire back to my hand. And Infect just can't deal with that level of card disadvantage, and you just take over the game from there. Um, but with Ink Moth Nexus, he, he, as long as he doesn't activate it on my turn for some strange reason, I can only target the Ink Moth Nexus on his, on his turn. Mm-hmm. So the reason why that's important is even if he uses his pump spells uh, to protect it, it's still fine because he's still going to attack my face and deal me those damage. Um, so that that's where it gets really um, you know interesting. That's how he took game one off of me is he kept the Ink Moth Nixus up. I couldn't find a Wasteland, and we got into this you know pump spell punishing fire battle where I had you know. Uh, four lands and then a Grove of the Burn Willow. So I basically got two Punishing Fire a turn because I would pay two, cast Punishing Fire, have him gain a life, return it to my hand uh, with the Grove of the Burn Willow's ability, and then cast it again. Mm-hmm. And he was just able to out uh, out pump me because you know the, all the pump spells uh, in in fact lost one. So. He was able to take game one off of me that way, but the other two games, you know, the deck just did what it does best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that that was kind of a you know another reassuring uh, win for the deck because between that and the last tournament I was in, I also played Infect. It just feels like it's an unlosable matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, then up next, I, I played Esper, which was pretty much my only loss for the day. Uh, and I punted so hard in this matchup, Pat. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the greed was real. <laughs> so no, you being yeah. greedy? No, I don't believe it. I don't I'm believe it. <laughs> it's game three, uh, and he's playing Lingering Souls Esper, which is like the old school. Like, he wasn't even playing Esper Deathblade. I didn't see any Deathrite Shamans. Uh, and so just playing old school Esper, he has four Lingering Souls tokens in play and a Sword of Fire and Ice. 
and I have an engineered explosives on zero and an engineered explosive on three. Okay. Um, and I think like I saw somehow in his hand, he had another three drop, like a Vendillion clicky bounced or something like that. So he has the four lingering souls and then the EE on three. I'm uh, sorry. The, the sword of fire and ice. He equips the sword of fire and ice to one of the lingering souls tokens and goes to swing in. And I'm like, Oh, well, I want to save this EE on three so I can try and get his Vendillion click. So I blow the EE on zero to kill all the Lingering Souls tokens. Oh, no. <laughs> and then uh, we like pass turn, we goes to my turn, and then the judge comes over and he's like, uh, I just need to stop the game for a second. Um, was there an Engineered Explosives on zero that got blown up? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, this Engineered Explosives on three also has a converted mana cost <laughs> zero. It's also destroyed. And I'm just like, oh! <laughs> realize that i like i had the dice on it like on three to show that it was an ee on three and it just like in my head was no longer a zero converted mana cost card right <laughs> uh, so i lost the ee on three that i was saving to blow up the sword of fire and ice and my opponent just flashes in a snapcaster mage equips sword of fire and ice to it i don't have any removal and then once the sword of fire and ice is on it there's no way for me to kill it outside of, like, flipping a thing in the ice. <laughs> in red, which is the color of my deck. <laughs> oh, boy. So he just beat my face in with a Snapcaster Mage in one game three. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's okay. You know, I can always count on friends to bring me out of my funk, Pat. You know, okay. you know when you feel down and, you know, you just need to beat up one of your friends in order to feel better about yourself. Sure, yeah, all the time. That's why I have kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to play the one and only Aaron Gazaniniga. <laughs> That's the correct pronunciation on his last name. <laughs> mm-hmm. New streamer, but, by the way. Yes, new streamer. Check him out. Uh, do you know his stream name? Uh, stream. I will throw it in the chat. I'll throw it in the notes. Good. Check check it out. Uh, but he was playing Death and Taxes. <laughs> really? Just like plain Death and Taxes? No spice? Regular old Death and Taxes. Well, he that's... had he had some spice. He was running uh Bru- Bru- Bruna, the new Bruna. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like four three flying vigilance lifelink for four. Mm-hmm. He was not running the uh, Gisela to go with it. He, he was not trying. <laughs> he wasn't going to meld his, meld them. <laughs> yeah, was not going to meld him. He was just like, yeah, it's just a solid body. I mean, a 4-3 Flying Vigilance uh, lifelink for 4 is pretty decent. Okay. I think those are its abilities. I'm doing that from memory. Don't don't quote me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, but I just crushed Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel bad saying that because, like, Aaron admitted it. <laughs> Um, it just, what's, just, what's the fucking thing he uses that taps? It's like legendary tap, get rid of target permanent, and then he flickers it. Is that Mangara of the Corridor? Oh, Mangara? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, what's, uh, what's the CMC on that? One white white for a 1-1, one, yeah. one, and then it has tap, exile it, and target permanent. And the trick is you bounce it with Caracas while yeah. the abilities are back. So... That's a CMC three. Yeah, I just I, I I didn't think Death and Taxes was really hit for, but I guess if he wants to go to four foot Gis- Gisella, why not? Yeah. Is there I mean is there anything they'd use it for to violin? There's nothing at four that they use, right? I don't think so. Fl- Flicker Wisp is three. Everything else is pretty much three. I don't think there's anything else at four, but uh, I mean he can also just hard cast it too. Yeah. It's a top end threat. Uh, also, when you throw like a sword or a jit on it, that that just is dirty. Know, 
Exactly. Uh, but I, I I lived the dream against him. I stole his Aether Vials with Dak Faden and then blew up all his lands. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> so yeah, it was just not close. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot to mention, too, this also came into effect with the Infect uh, matchup, but I added a Misdirection to my sideboard, and oh man, is that card so good in the Punishing Ice deck. Everyone's always trying to kill the thing in the ice. Like, it's like public enemy number one as soon as it hits the board. And if you run a misdirection, you can just blow people out. It's like, oh, redirect your source to plowshares to your creature. Uh, I was talking to Ian, and I think he, he brought up, uh, maybe it was Sean, that uh, against, uh, like, the Bant list, if they, if they have a true name nemesis out, which is a hard time for punishing ice to deal with, and they try and swords to plowshares one of your creatures. You can misdirect the swords to plowshares to the to the true name nemesis because oh. the swords is still theirs. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the misdirection came into play uh, a lot in that, those effects. Uh, so sorry, Aaron. I I just had a, I had a just you know put you in your place. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't wait for the uh, Facebook retribution. <laughs> uh, uh, after that, I <laughs> was the matchup I was not expecting in round five of the 1K. I played against Belcher. <laughs> mm. um, and it was actually a really interesting match. I think it, we went to like maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe like turn 10 or 15 against Belcher. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> was uh so he turn one uh this is game two turn one he goes off and he makes 12 goblin tokens also in the process he hard cast a simian spirit guide just for the <laughs> <laughs> what, were you, what were you playing jerry i, I, I was playing <laughs> punishing thing in the ice <laughs> so he's good okay all right so you're uh, not playing any soul lands no, no soul lands. No okay. soul lands. So he makes uh, 12 uh, goblin tokens and a simian spirit guide. <laughs> and luckily I had the engineered explosives in hand, but I only had one land. Yeah. <laughs> so I play my land. Uh, I play the engineered explosives on zero. Pass yeah. the turn back to him. He cracks in for 14, putting me on six. Jeez. <laughs> uh I, I like have to use my one land is a fetch land and then oh, I okay. top, top deck another fetch land for the saving grace <laughs> of the engineered explosives. So now you're at four. But now I'm at four. He attacks you for two. <laughs> I, clear, I clear his board, pass it back to him. He attacks me with Simeon Spirit Guide for two. <laughs> I top deck another uh, fetch land. And uh, I I use it uh, because I I need I needed a removal spell to uh, you know to save yeah. my life. Had a ponder, so I use uh, I like tap the island, cast ponder, don't find it, crack. Uh, oh, how, how do, I'm trying to think of how I did this. Uh, shuffled my library and then drew, and I find the punishing fire. Uh, and I use the punishing fire to kill uh, to kill the simian spirit guide. But now I'm on one life. Uh, so oh, yeah, fire deals two damage. Okay, yeah, deals two damage. So uh, now I'm on one life, uh, and 
it basically just goes back and forth, him, me, him, me, him, me. And I'm just, like, drawing these cards I can't cast, like Force of Will. I can no longer cast Force of Will because I'm on one life. <laughs> uh, fetch things don't do anything. <laughs> uh, and, like, he ends up, like, reloading his hand back up to seven, and he tries to go off, uh, like, to get the Charbelcher. But that was in the photo someone posted. If you look at my hand, it's, like, Force of Will and two Fluster Storms. <laughs> Uh, so I was, uh, it was at that point that oh, I was yeah, able to... Oh, yeah, I did see, I see, even saw the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to use the Flusterstorm to, to save my life, and eventually I ended up killing him with Punishing Fire Beats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so it was, like, the longest, most drawn-out game. Uh, and I thought that that was my winning in for top eight. He must have hated that. He's playing yeah. Belcher, and he's got to die fucking 20 Punishing Fire hits. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking worst <laughs> i might have got in there with like a snapcaster mage beat or two but yeah punishing fire did work <laughs> gross um so i thought i, that was... I, I hate playing fucking tin fins and like trying to explode out and die in a snapcaster attacks yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking do something <laughs> i think i like lost the merfolk through like curse catcher beats like nothing else <laughs> Like, I was able to kill everything except for the last Curse Catcher, and he just beat my face with it. <laughs> Death of a Thousand Cuts. Exactly. Um, so, but I thought that was my winning in, so I'm feeling all happy, thinking I'm getting in the top eight. And then they post standings, and the breakers are just ridiculous. Uh, there was like there was like 12 people with nine points, and breakers were all over the place, so I had to play it out. Uh, and I ended up playing against Mono Red Sneak Attack. And that that's a matchup that was interesting because he like powered out a turn one blood moon and I just smiled and nodded <laughs> and like played my islands. Uh, you know, I, I run I ran blood moon in the sideboard. So it was just like <laughs> nice, nice turn one. Uh, I don't need to play mine now. <laughs> Um, so I, I just, you know, kind of drew really well in that matchup, had counter spells when I needed them and just was able to, to take them down, uh, two zero. Um, and then in top eight, I ended up playing up against, uh, Alan on sneak and show. Uh, he's a friend of the cast. He's, he's been around for a long time. Uh, you know, we've talked about uh, him playing Sneak and Show on previous episodes, but we had some really good, um, you know, interactive matches, but I ended up taking it from him because he just made the most ballsy play in the uh, in the final game. <laughs> he he uh, show and he show and tells and puts in Grizzlebrand and I put in Bedlam Reveler off of Show and Tell. Yeah. The fuck is Bedlam Reveler? All right, Bedlam Reveler is because uh, I'm going to talk about this in a few. Uh, it is a creature from uh, uh, Eldritch Moon. It's six red red for a creature Devil Horror. It's a three four. Uh, it costs one less uh, to cast for each incident and sorcery in your graveyard. It is Prowess, and it also has uh, whenever Bedlam Reveler enters the battlefield, discard your hand, then draw three cards. Oh yeah, wait, you were talking about. Yeah, it yeah, is okay. very good. Yeah, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, I fucking have the biggest heart on for this card. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Continue, Jerry. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so he puts Grizzlebrand into play. I put Bedlam Reveler into play. Uh, and I had gotten him to 10 at this point 
because I had just been firing punishing fires and lightning bolts at his face up until this point. So he's on 10, has a Grizzlebrand in play. I put in Bedlam Reveler, discard my hand, and draw three cards. Bolt, bolt, bolt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He swings in uh, with Grizzlebrand, deals 7 to me, goes back up to 17, uh, pays 7, draws 7 cards. I'm like, all right, 7 cards is more than 3, but let's <laughs> So he's on 10 life at this point. Uh, so Grizzlebrand's tapped, so I don't need to worry about that. He also has a sneak attack and a lotus petal in play. Ooh. And the suspense is killing me, Jerry. I know, right? <laughs> he just drew seven cards. <laughs> so I swing in with Bedlam Reveler because I'm like, all right, you know, play to your outs. Uh, I, I drew, like, Brainstorm and Ponder, so I was going to, like, Brainstorm in response in order to get Prowess up and just, you know, see if I could Luxack into some more Burn spells, maybe some Snap, <laughs> you know, to flash back those Lightning Bolts, throw them at his face so I could, you know, somehow win the battle of, uh, you know, Seven Lifelink. And he, like a madman, I think he was feeling a little bit of greed because he had the Sneak Attack and Lotus Petal in play. Please tell me he he, he fucking... Please tell me he activated Grizzlebrand again. <laughs> he drew seven off of Grizzlebrand. <laughs> you know, to use the Lotus Petals to get, like, a free block off the sneak attack to kill my Bedlam Reveler. Right. He fucking whiffed. <laughs> so, Reveler got in there. <laughs> so did you just cast Brainstorm and get... Hit him for four and game. Oh, because you actually only had to deal three, right? Because he was at ten. I didn't need the brainstorm. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, props to him. Greed is good, but well, it just yeah. didn't work out. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. Uh, so that was so I beat that was the uh, you know uh, first round of the top eight, and the next round I ended up playing against Rich Shea. Uh, I think we've talked about Rich a couple times on the past before. He's a, he's a good guy, local player. He's probably one of the best legacy players in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was one of the first adopters of Eldrazi, but he he's also like a big Miracles player, uh, which is what he was on. And he ended up taking me down. Uh, we went to three games, and, you know, it, it, was, it was good games, but they just... Uh, or no, actually, it was only two games, but it was Miracles, so it was fucking long. <laughs> but uh, both games, uh, his spells just ended up matching up better than uh, mine did. He was able to get some early counterbalances, uh, which hampered me. But the my achievement award in that matchup, which made it all worth it, was... Game one, uh, at the end of my turn, I so I have a thing in the ice with two counters in play, and I have uh, five lands uh, untapped, one of which is a Grove of the Burn Willows. He, at the end of my turn, entreats the angels, makes four angel tokens, which is lethal. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let's go for this. I paid two uh, and cast Punishing Fire. <clears throat> He activates uh, Counterbalance, reveals like a two-drop on top. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, fine. Punishing Fire goes to my graveyard. I take a counter off of Thing in the Ice. <laughs> I then just brainstorm 
you know, he flips top, counters it, uh, counters the brainstorm, but I don't care because I removed the last counter from Thing in the Ice, flip it, <laughs> bounce all of his angel tokens. Nice. <laughs> Just like you draw it up. Uh, but it ended up not being enough. He had a Swords to Plashiers for the Thing in the Ice. He ended up getting me, I, I was at like 35 at one point because I kept like flipping Thing in the Ices and he kept Swordsing them. <laughs> Uh, but he was able to just, you know, take it, you know, counterbalance is a hell of a, hell of a combo. Just yes, could is. not, um, wasn't able to get my Croson grip. Uh, you know, I, I even like, I like pulled out all the stops game too. Like I was, I, uh, Adrian, it's your favorite move. I cast, uh, engineered explosives for two, but spent four mana to cast it. <laughs> okay. Get it over counterbalance limit because engineered explosives just has sunburst. You add a counter on it for each. Uh, color of mana spent, but you can pay any amount of mana into that engineered explosives, which affects its converted mana cost. So if you tap like a bunch seven. of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you tap seven lands, but like there are four islands and three planes, that engineered explosives is coming in with only two counters. But good luck having a counterbalance counter a seven drop. Right. Uh, also, I found out in that matchup, Bedlam Reveler is extra good against Miracles, because not only does it draw you three cards, but it's impossible for them to counterbalance it, because it's an eight drop. Yeah. Wow, so... oh, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. Good insight, Jerry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Rich Rich uh, took me down. He actually ended up beating uh, Ian in the finals. So Rich oh, ended uh, up uh, taking down boy, the entire... Our boy Ian, Arkham Daggerson? Kim Arkham Daggerson. Motherfucking McCann, <laughs> McCann. nice. <laughs> yep, playing, uh, you know, the the Bant, Bant Stoneblade, like we had uh, Tom on to talk about a couple episodes ago. Nice. Oh, that archetype is also uh, doing well, if anyone's looking for some new decks to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, nice. came in third. It was a good day. I liked it. So, definitely solidified uh, the deck for me. And also... I learned how I I was reminded how awesome misdirection is. <laughs> uh, Adrian, did you get out to uh, play any uh, legacy this week? I did not. Oh, I, I uh, did not. <laughs> I, I didn't get to leave my house to play legacy, but I did get to play in the uh, the community legacy league on Wednesday night, which was a lot of fun. I ended up streaming that. I went. Uh, uh, let's see. I I won my first round versus Blue Red Delver, the Mirror. Um, and I beat him, and then I played Miracles Round 2, and somehow was able to beat that. Uh, I went 2-1. I think Bedlam Reveler was an all-star in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then Round 3, I lost to Bug Delver, but because my breakers were still were really good, I actually got into, like, top 4, and uh, ended up losing to my fucking absolute nemesis on, on Magic Online, uh, Negator77. He plays Hexteps. And uh, even though even though I run because of him, I run two main deck vapor snag and two more on the sideboard, and I still couldn't beat him. The, the, the games were very close and interesting, um, but uh, I got merit laged both times. So, <laughs> uh, but I ended up still coming in top four and got I came in fourth, got uh, my bot credits from card hoarder. So actually, it was a, uh, a a successful uh, four round tournament. Nice, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I- I, I got a question. Sure. I, I, I didn't I didn't get out and play, but I did get some pieces for Shardless Bug. Although I also got some pieces because I wanted to get these and see if I screw around with them. Jerry, 
How familiar are you with buyback? Oh man, that's my I favorite. I love, yeah, love me some buyback. I, it, that's the card that when I see it in a cube, I take it every time. Yep. Capsize my like that card fucking ruined my like. It was just uh, me and my buddy Eric, and he I like, just wait. capsized all my shit. I like how Adrian said buyback, and all I thought of was capsize. That's yeah. what I... <laughs> I don't even know what capsize is. Oh, capsize is like, let me think, it's like three blue-blue, and it it's buyback is like two blue-blue, maybe? No, it it's, just... one, it's one blue-blue. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, gross. Three blue-blue would be unplayable. Wasn't it like just return all creatures to their owner's hands? No. Capsize is a returnable bounce effect. Oh, right, yeah. So Capsize is one blue-blue for an instant with a buyback of three, three um, any Colorless. color. And yeah, return, return target, target. to his owner's hands. What yeah. am I thinking of? What, what's, the, what's the card from... I know he used to Capsize me all the time. What's so the so, from... so one, it's a one blue-blue unsummoned three colorless to buy it back? No, it's, it's not any creature. It's any permanent. Right. You can bounce lands. You can so, bounce planeswalkers. You can bounce anything. Yeah, and you pay six. Right. Well, to buy it back. Well, that's the only way you cast it again, right? Well, yeah, but sometimes you just need that to get that thing off the table. All right, so my question, so it's one blue-blue with a buyback of three? Right. Yes. And it's it's worded as, what, you may pay an additional three when you play this spell if you do put it into put it into your hand instead of the graveyard as part, at, as part of its effect. As it resolves. So does that change the CMC to six? Uh, No. Maybe. Oh no, because buyback is an additional cost. It's not like. Yeah, it's not. Part so it's of still a it's still a CMC three. I think so. That sounds right. What's the? I'm trying to think of the one that is from Tempest. That fuck. Well, see what I'm looking at is Corpse Dance. All right, what are you thinking there? What's Corpse Dance? It's a one black two colorless with a buyback of two. Mm-hmm. You may pay an additional two when you play the spell. If you do, put it into your hand. Instead of your graveyard as part of the spell's effect, you put the top creature card from your graveyard into play. This creature is unaffected by summoning sickness this turn. Remove it from the game at end of turn. Yep. So it's it's a buyback shallow grave. It's, a lot it's, more. It's an instant, yeah. I mean, even if not for the buyback, I could see running it as a one-of just as a hedge against counterbalance because even three is pretty difficult for miracles to deal with. Yeah. I'm also looking at it as far as, like, burning fins. Or I can use it with LEDs, but I don't have to worry about Gorio's Vengeance being just specifically legendary. Because it doesn't target. It does the same thing as Shallow Grave. Mm-hmm. Gorio, the, the challenge with Gorio's Vengeance is it targets. But yeah. the benefit of Gorio's Vengeance is it's a black and a colorless. <laughs> right. But it's just something else I thought about screwing around with. and I, so I, I, But I got some of those, and I got some things for Shardless Bug. Um, I still need... Uh, we still got to meet up, Jerry, because I still need some more things for Shardless Bug. Oh, yeah. I got your Shardless Agents for you. What set are they? Uh, Plane Chase. Okay. They're at, they're actually originally Josh Shisio's, uh Shardless Agents. Oh, well, then they're going to then they're gonna be fucking putting in work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, been, they've been... What's what's the... They've been blessed? Is that Ooh. it? Blessed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he bought his Shardless Agents, and then he upgraded to Japanese, and then I just upgraded my Shardless Agents to Japanese. So they're they're pass, passing down the line. Now you have to get Shardless, Japanese Shardless Agents like a year from now. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I got to get some... I need some Baleful Strix. I need Force of Will. I need uh, Wastelands again. I need Tarmogoyfs. I got a Wasteland yeah. for you. Um, is it foil? Nope, it's regular. EMA or Tempest? Uh, EMA. 
right, sure. I need four if you see three more. Okay. I need a, I need a set. I, I prefer all the artwork to match. I'm not really I don't really give two shits on what the artwork is as long as it's all the same. Yeah. Like, I don't care Apparently I got in trouble for that this weekend. Aaron was uh, spying on me, and he, he posted to the Facebook group that two of my engineered explosives were Fifth Dawn, and one was Eternal Masters, or uh, Modern Masters, and people did not take kindly to that. <laughs> yeah, but Jerry, that's terrible. It was a last-minute addition. When you go to work in the morning, even though nobody can see them, do your socks at least match? <laughs> nope. All right, then. <laughs> You're that guy. <laughs> my, my all my socks are all my socks are black, so it's unnoticeable. Yeah, but mine too. Over over the years, uh, the socks have different brand. I don't bother matching up brands. I'm not that anal retentive about my socks. <laughs> it's nice being lazy, isn't it? Well, that's like, why I got I all, I all black like socks. All my all my socks are black because I have absolutely no interest in sorting out my whites. Yep, I have. <laughs> I have one pair of Argyle socks that I use for fancy occasions. What does that Only even mean? Pair? I don't even know what Argyle socks are. What? It's like a pattern sock. Is that the oh. plaid ones? No. Yeah. Well, yeah, sort of. They're like crosshatch, yeah. I would call them plaid because plaid are like plaid are like yeah. like yeah like intersect like uh, perpendicular uh, yeah perpendicular. I mean, so, I have other okay. Socks. So that's where that term like Argyle sweater comes from too, right? Yeah, Argyle is like a design. Hey. I'll- yeah, I thought we were a legacy podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, do you guys see some of the decks from the IQs this weekend? They were crazy. Crazy. Oh, you can't way, do that. You can't. That's patented. The, 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 uh, the card I was thinking of, from it was from Stronghold, was Evacuation. It was three blue, blue, return all creatures to owner's hands. Ah, uh, that's another good one. That had buyback? No, it didn't have buyback. For, I, was, I, was merging, I was merging Evacuation and buyback and... Uh, and capsize. I did get my shit capsized all the time. It was so yeah. frustrating. Capsize was the best. Yeah, it was. Uh, In it fact, was great. it's so good that when someone says buyback, it's all I think of because <laughs> my brain replaced the word buyback with capsize. In that <laughs> How did the other shit work? Overload. Uh, do we need a judge? We should just right, continue mind. on these lists because it is ten o'clock. Yeah, I need to go to bed. That's cool. Um, so Jerry, Jerry was poking through some of the IQs here. Yeah. Shit's and found a handful of lists that were, uh, greedy as fuck. <laughs> one, one is, one is super greedy. One's one, a standard deck. <laughs> one's, a, one's basically like an extended deck. <laughs> and the other one is Jeskai Stoneblade. So, <laughs> um, let, let's, you want to start off with the greediest of greedy, the four color Thopter Sword deck? Yeah, let's go with that one. All right, so uh, just to run down the list real quick, uh, it's running four Baleful Strix, one Brea Ethereum Shaper. What does that a... do? <laughs> What's that? What does that do? So this Brea Ethereum Shaper uh, costs four mana. It costs one white, one blue, one black, and a red. It's the, uh, uh, it's the new commander from the new it, commander set. Yeah, it's a legendary artifact creature human. Uh, when Brea Ethereum Shaper enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 one, one blue Thopter to- artifact creature tokens with flying. Uh, you can pay two, sacrifice two artifacts, choose one. Brea deals three damage to target player. Target creature gets minus four, minus four until end of turn. You gain five life, and it's a 4-4. Four, four. That is a hell of a card. It's six power for four mana. Yeah, that is a hell of a card. Wait, and then, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it goes wide. It yep, creates Thopters. It has a fucking modal ability. Like <laughs> it gains you life, kills your opponent, and kills their creatures. This is almost like a like a planeswalker that can attack. 
Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, that That's ridiculous for the deck. I think that's a huge upgrade for yes. the uh, Tesserator decks. But this does make the deck be extremely greedy, as we will see through its <laughs> land package. Uh, they're running two deck Faden because, of course, uh, artifacts. Uh, a Duretti and Genius Iconoclast. If you're already running black and red, why not? <laughs> right. Uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor, one of one of those, and four Tezzera, Agent of Bolas. Um, uh, the spell package includes a playset of Chalice, uh, three Demir Signets, two Ensnaring Bridge, which we were talking earlier is likely a concession to like Sneaky Show style decks and also the Eldrazi decks. Well, I mean, um, the, te- the Tezzerator decks always run Ensnaring Bridge main. Okay. Because they don't, like, especially the Thopter Sword versions, because oh, sure. they're either winning off of Tezzeret ults, where your opponent loses life, or they're winning with uh, Thopter Foundry tokens, which are 1-1. So they just draw their card for turn, uh, attack with their Thopters, and then play whatever card they drew. Right. Um, so en- enabling that kind of uh, that kind of hand are three Mox Diamond, Um Two Sword of the Meek, three Thopter Foundry, four Forces, a Toxic Deluge, and two Transmute Artifacts, which is a... <laughs> it's we a, about before, fix, it's, it's a, a fixed fix Tinker. Tinker before Tinker was printed. <laughs> yeah, Wizards saw into the future, they saw how busted Tinker was, and they're like, let's make Transmute Artifacts so, you know, they can have a fixed version. We've got to fix that before we make it. Um, you should so the, you put that off, because I don't think people know, really know. It's not a very famus card. Sure, so Transmute Artifact is blue-blue uh, for a sorcery. Uh, the, I'll, I'll read the Oracle text, because it's much easier to understand. Second Artifact... The, artifact, second artifact the, the card text. <laughs> yeah, so second Artifact, if you do, search your library for an Artifact card. Uh, if that card's converted mana cost is less than or equal to the Sacrifice Artifact's converted mana cost, put it onto the battlefield. If it's greater, you may pay X, where X is the difference... If you do, put it onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it into its owner's graveyard, then shuffle your library. Um, which is interesting that they say they say into its owner's graveyard as if like you'd have a artifact from someone else's deck in your library. <laughs> well, no, I think it's supposed to be because it never actually sees play, so you can't do like busted things, like uh, what isn't there's like that artifact that it's like Ugin's Nexus when it goes when it goes to your graveyard from play, you take an extra turn. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that like it's 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 just saying if you do put it into its into its owner's graveyard as in as if it could go into oh, anyone else's oh. graveyard because you're searching it directly out of your deck. Ah, uh, yes, I see it what you're like saying. It seems that could be templated a little bit better, but um, <laughs> anyway, that's Transmute Artifact. Uh, and uh, so the lands again, pretty greedy. Um, they're running two Island of Swamp, four Ancient Tomb, a Badlands, a Creeping Tar Pit, a Playset of Deltas, a Scalding Tarn, a Tundra. Two UCs, two Volks, two Wastelands, one Academy Ruins, and one Inventor's Fair, which is the Kaladesh card, uh, Legendary Land. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more artifacts, you gain a life. You can tap it to add a colorless mana, mana to your mana pool. And four tap, uh, Sacrifice Inventor's Fair, search your library for an artifact card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library, activate this ability only if you control three or more artifacts. Um, and it has the typical, like, the Thopter Sword um, uh, sideboard here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jerry, what do you think of this deck? <laughs> it has one white source. It does. <laughs> it does. Uh, I mean... Some, sometimes uh, one is all you need. 
Yeah, Bray is the only car that uses white. And I mean, I, well, I guess it has Mox Diamonds. Okay, not as greedy as I thought. I would still, I don't know why he's only running three Mox Diamonds. If you're going to run Mox Diamond, you got to run four of those babies. Two, uh, two D-Sears in the sideboard as well. Yep. Um, so, uh, also in the oh, sideboard. Oh, my favorite yep. chains of yep. Mephistopheles. <laughs> no, you were doing so well, Jerry. Cleese. <laughs> They got two chains in the uh, in the sideboard. It's actually just one, but I like to call it two. Two chains. Two chains. Um, and then also in the Eye of Chaos, which is a card I'm not familiar with. Oh, he's um, running in the Eye of <laughs> Another Legends All Star. So two and a blue for an Enchant World. So you don't already know it's good. Yeah. Uh, all instances, so, all instance and interrupts are countered unless their caster pays an additional X, where X is the casting cost of the spell being cast. That's, That's kind of cool. Like, it basically doubles all your instant sorceries. No, Yeah, no, it counters them. Well, no, it, it doubles them unless you pay X. No, what? Yeah, yeah, so all instant, all instant and sorceries are, are countered unless yes. your caster pays an additional X, so it, where X is the, the casting cost of the spell being cast. Right. So, like, it basically doubles the ca- casting cost of all your spells. Yes. <laughs> the way you were saying it was, like, it doubles it, like it forks it. Oh, no, 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 no. Double the casting like, cost, sorry. That's the opposite of what it does. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of this list, Adrian? This is kind of interesting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I drop the call? No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, what list? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Uh, so this came, this, that, that came in eighth at an IQ, so I'm assuming there was only eight players there if this made it to the top. (laughs) (laughs) Good deck. It's a, it's a good deck. It doesn't really see that much play. Um, it's an okay deck. Let me, it's an okay deck. (laughs) I'm not surprised. It's it's definitely legacy legal. So it's got that going for it. It's it's I'm not surprised. It's surprising to see it win, but it's not super. It's a top sixteen deck. I'm gonna put it that way. Sure, sure. I would to see it in like ninth through sixteenth place at the odd tournament here and there. It's Definitely. it's a it's a tier two deck. Okay. What deck are we talking about still? This is the here. I'll, I'll drop it in the chat for you. It's the top. Oh, that deck. would have been so helpful. Well, they're we- all in the chat already. You just have to scroll up a little bit. Um, all right, so moving on, we'll get into the uh, Just Guy Stoneblade list. Hold on, let me... We're moving me... on. I just finally figured out where we were. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Ingenious Iconoclast. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> Here, just don't... I just started a second ago. Just, so... just don't worry about that list, Adrian. Just... Oh, Brea, Ethereal Shaper. <laughs> Adrian's been sleeping. He's got the. He's in the comfy chair. I mean, well, again, look, right? yo, oh, we got these fucking. We're gonna start doing a script and shit. I'm over here going. I don't even know what the fuck that. Is. <laughs> There's no script. <laughs> we just we just wrote down bullet points of what we wanted to cover so we don't get fucked up. Uh, uh, all right, so moving on. Jeskai Stoneblade, piloted by Steven Ro- Rosenthal. Uh, this came in sixth at an IQ. Um, so I think what we pulled this up just because of. Uh, I'm assuming the three enchantments in the uh, the main deck. But yeah, it's just kind of odd. It's a fairly, it's a fairly uh, typical Jeskai Stoneblade list. Really? Um, How often is Gideon and Legacy? I don't. The Ally of Zendikar. Uh, that's probably like a little bit, a little spicy right there. Yeah, that's it's, not, yeah, it's, it's probably new, spicy. <laughs> it's new tech, but I, I've seen it before. It, it's good in the Miracles matchups, uh, and it's good in like the uh, the other control matchups. Like that Gideon's a house. 
Well, it yeah. must be good. I'm just saying it's not really it's just not common. And there's nothing I, wrong with it. I think that's cool. I, I think it's less common not because of the card, but because the archetypes it goes into aren't as common themselves. Like just guys don't. Let, let me let me let me let me try it this way. Mono white planeswalker and legacy. What comes to mind? Elspeth. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's not Gideon. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean that, that makes it very interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the the card that caught my eye that Jerry was asking about was the three blood moon. In the main deck. <laughs> AKA Judge. <laughs> My opponent's running sideboard main. <laughs> uh, so that, that again, that must, that's probably just a concession to the Eldrazi menace that's out there. Um, probably also in kind of hedging against like some of the um, some of the death and taxes lists, which probably give this deck quite a fit because it's so greedy with its mana base, um, and also hedging against like the bug, the Charlotte's bug decks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was interesting to see three of them in the main board. Yeah, I mean, he's running seven basics to make up for it, but, you know, he doesn't have any shortage of non-basics either. Like, he's no. he's kind of hurting himself as much as he hurts decks like Death and Taxes well, or Mer- I don't know. I mean, if he's if he's fetching out a couple planes and a couple islands in his first few turns and then just pulls one volcanic and then just slams a blood moon, like, all he has plenty of he has plenty of mountains now. Every, yeah, every well, card his, he draws out of his deck's a mountain. His fetches become lands, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, there's going to be those those games where he has like a tundra, a volcanic, and a Caracas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he, you know, that that blood moon's either going to be a dread, a dead draw, or a risky draw. Right. Well, the, the Caracas only seems like it's. I mean, he can put somebody into a click lock, but other than that, he's just looking at like reanimator. That's that's all he's really doing with a Caracas, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's also just a white source. Yeah. You know, it's a white source that is now a red source if he has a Blood Moon in play. And yeah. he doesn't have any other red spells in his deck. It's not like he's running, like, lightning bolts. He's got he's got Blood Moon, and then everything else is either blue or white. So Oops. once that once that Blood Moon comes out, all of his non-basics are basically colorless. Yeah. So, interesting interesting deck. I'm not really big into the Jeskai Stoneblade lists. Um, I don't really know how uh, good they are, but... At least he's not running Delver. I hate the list that run Delver because I think it's so schizophrenic for the archetype. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this this list looks cool. It's it's really just a bl- it's blue white stone blade splashing blood moon. It's not even Jeskai stone blade. They have a couple red cards on the side. They have sudden demise, Nahiri, Karanos, uh, yeah, wear tear, pyroblast. There's a few yeah. red cards, but you're right. It's definitely not. It's only splashing very lightly for the red and for the three blood moon in the main. Right, and then those red cards on the sideboard could easily be something else if they didn't have access to red, if they wanted to, you know, shore up their mana base. Well, we're going to call it Jeskai anyway, Jerry. Yeah, Cedric wants it to be called Death Jeskai. It, it, it drinks the Kool-Aid the media gives it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, finally, uh, this is the extended deck we were talking about. Natural Order, which is basically like one of my... One of my one of my standard decks with just a with a bunch of natural orders in it. This is um, what happens. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, this is this is a cool. This is actually a really cool deck and yeah. probably fairly cheap, like to put together. Yeah, can, must be incredibly cheap actually to put together. Yeah, send it to send it to Adrian. Yeah, before he, let me just otherwise just, in ten minutes to go say, what do you think? And I'll go, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, did I drop the chat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so we're gonna start off with the uh, creature package. Uh, three Verdurous Gear Hulk, which is the three green green artifact creature from Kaladesh. It's a four four trample, and when it comes into play, you get to dis- distribute four plus one plus one counters 
among any no- number of target creatures you control. So it could be a five mana eight eight. This is um, this is awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. <laughs> this uh, is like for, I start with, at first. I'm like, oh well, okay, yeah, it's an elf deck. No, this is. I this might is, put the, I might okay. actually put this together honestly. Um, because this looks to find super a price fun. On. What's that? It, I'm to find a price on it. I think it might be under three hundred dollars. Yeah, this is What's actually bad. Oh my! This this, um, this, this deck. Oh yeah! All right, all right. Price is right rules. Price is right rules. What's the price of the deck without going over in paper? Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. All right, Pat. I guess it's between you and me to go an over under here. Yep. Um. Let's see. What do we think? It's both over. Uh. What do we got? We got. Uh, I'm gonna say it's it's probably uh, Price is right. He's like strategizing with. I'm his gonna say uh, 180. I, I'll say 180, but it's actually. It, All right, I'll say 181. Even... <laughs> Welcome to Price is right, be, Jerry. The we, retail we price. Might both be over. We could uh, be retail over, price, uh, Bob, is 289 dollars and 16 cents. All right, okay. see Pat, you lose. Yep, you're right. I lose. <laughs> Fuck me, right? All right. So. <laughs> Uh, I, was so try, three... I was trying to figure out what the over-under would be, just looking yeah, at some of the cards in here. It actually doesn't look crazy. So the three Gear Hulks, uh, four Arbor Elf, which is just green for a one Bonus. you can tap to untap a forest. Bonus round, Pat. Magic uh, Online. Oh, Magic Online? Um... Okay, wait, wait. Let me go first, and that way you can pick a price from there. All so right. I'll, I'll say 90. I'm going to say 91. Ninety-two <laughs> fifty. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. Um, so for Burning Tree Emissary, which is one of my favorite cards of all time, uh, a Crater, Crater Hoof Behemoth, two Elvish Visionary, one Fierce Empath, which I had to read this card. Uh, it's two and a green for a 1-1 Creature Elf. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost six or greater. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. Um, two Genesis Hydra, uh, Primetime, one Rex Sage, one Reverend Hunter, which is a... Uh, Garbage rare from Theros. <laughs> I, I think I have a foil Russian one of those that I opened in the pack. <laughs> uh, three Sylvan Karyatid, uh, three Woodland Bellower, which is an Origins Mythic, and four Corsair of Crufix, which, which was a standard all-star, but has seen no play since. <laughs> Dude, Woodland Beveler, Reveler isn't even uh, a Mythic. It's just a straight-up rare. No, that's, no, a, that's, no a, that's, a, that's a Mythic. Woodland Bellower is a Mythic. Uh credit there. Now I gotta now I gotta delete that, Jerry, so you don't sound dumb. No. No, just blame it on the colorblind. I'm oh, looking okay, fair enough. I'm looking it up. It's it's Jerry, it's a mythic, just trust me. Uh so three courser. Three Garrick Wildspeaker. Uh very small spell suite. Four Utopia Sprawl, which is the uh, Enchant Forest. Uh comes into play, choose a color. Whenever Enchanted Forest is tapped for mana, its color its controller adds one mana of chosen color to his or her mana pool. And three natural order. Uh, the lands package, uh, very basic, nothing expensive here. 14 basic forests of Bajukabog, a stomping ground of wooded foothills, and four Nykthos Shrine to Nyx. Um, the sideboard is just pit needles, another gear hulk, two miscutter hydras, another Theros uh, uh, staple, uh, three Nylea's disciples, another Theros piece of draft chaff. Um, <laughs> yes. additional, an additional <laughs> woodland bellower. What are you talking about? This one's also mythic. Uh, Not miscutter. He's talking to Nyla's disciple. Yeah, Nyla's disciple. Gain uh, life equal to your devotion to green for yeah. two green green a three three. <laughs> yep, it's great against burn. Uh, yeah, two K grips. Um, a dragon lord Atarka. One Emrakul because why not? Uh, <laughs> a Flukrinos, which is another Theros fucking staple, and one Silvala Stampede. 
which is let's see here conspiracy that is from conspiracy uh council's dilemma it's four green green for a sorcery starting with you each player votes for wild or free reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card for each wild vote uh you put those creature cards on the battlefield then shuffle the rest of them into your library you may put a permanent card from your hand on the battlefield for each free vote so that's interesting <laughs> so it's guaranteed to be a show and tell because you just vote for free when you want to. And then otherwise you just reveal off the top of your library. Uh, Jerry. For each one. Jerry, there's 113 in stock on SCG right now for a dollar. Do I just buy them all? Yeah, buy them all, man. Take off. <laughs> I actually really like that card. It's, it's, it. it's normally $1.99. Uh, I can just buy them now. I can buy it out for 113 bucks. <laughs> We do not condone buyouts on leaving a legacy. I'm buying them. <laughs> this, deck, this deck's going to take off. I'm calling it Yeah, this deck's going to be the next top thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I do really like There's really a one-of one in the sideboard. I'm going to buy 113 copies. <laughs> I mean, they make good wallpaper. <laughs> uh, I like their art. Is, yeah, the, the art suit. This deck is just fucking sweet, right? Yeah. I give them credit just for playing Green Devotion and Legacy. <laughs> oh man, it, like Green Devotion is so much fun to play. I actually think he might want to put um, Garrick Collar of Beasts. Maybe one of them. Maybe replace one Wild Speaker for Collar of Beasts. That yeah, might be even better. Yeah, Collar of Beasts is fucking sick, especially if you're running like something like <laughs> Prime Time in the main or Craterhoof Behemoth. This deck laughs at miracles. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you're not counterbalancing shit, and yeah. go ahead and terminus me. I'm going to put a miscutter Hydra into play. <laughs> beat, <laughs> beat your face in for six. Yeah. For pro who can't be countered. <laughs> uh, I just want to read Woodland Bellower, because it's been a while since I've read this card. It's four green green for a creature beast. It's a six five. It's a mythic, if anyone was questioning that. Uh, no, when, and I, it's, all right. it's a mythic, but you know, looking at that, looking at it on my screen. It's a it looks, bear... It's a bear with right. antlers, first of all. It's a, it, Celso, is that you? <laughs> um, and uh, Woodland Bellower reads, When Woodland Bellower enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a non-legendary green creature card with a converted mana cost three or less. Put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. Yeah, definitely laughs at miracles. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. Turn to you. All right, Woodland Bellower. I got two guys now. <laughs> I mean, like, you, just, you can just search up a Burning Tree Emissary and, like, Tap your Nykthos again for all the for all the fun. Yeah, or you um, can put a Sage into play to blow something up. You can put yep. Crosser to Crosser of Crufix into play to start ramping. You have Reverend uh, Hunter. Reverend Hunter. So it, I mean, Reverend Hunter comes into play as a three three, even if it's just Woodland Bellower and nothing else you have in play. Mm -hmm. You can also just grab Elvish, Elvish Visionary and just draw a card too. Yeah. Um. So this is like a fucking sweet deck. I would actually recommend this. To someone who may want to learn how to play elves, because this kind of plays out a lot like an elves deck. Oh, and sweet Jesus, I just realized. 61 cards main. Is he, that... gets, he gets the stamp in my book. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just wonderful. That's just wonderful. Uh, also, I love he's running for Utopia Sprawl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I went over that. Yeah, that's, uh, I wonder why... It's and ramp it's for the ramp, yeah, and also extra devotion. It's devotion that's hard to deal with. You know, if you if you put that on a, a forest, like you can terminus away all my creatures. I, every forest still adds one devotion to my mana pool. Yep, two and if it's taps for an extra. So it actually, like, has it like, does double duty in this deck, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, 
I, yeah. I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this deck could do with um, like an enchantment sort of sub theme here with mm-hmm. some of the constellation cards from that from Theros. <laughs> You're just trying to build a Theros legacy deck. Pat. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I actually think I might put this fucking deck together because I have I have some of these cards. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at it right now. The most expensive part of the deck is the three natural order, which is fifty three dollars or Each cheaper. total. <laughs> yeah, fifty three dollars for all three of them total. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah. The next most expensive uh, card in the deck is the Garrick Wait, Wild Speakers. Oh, uh, okay. Or no, sorry, the Verderous Gear Hulks, but those are gonna come down. Oh really? Yeah, the three Verderous Gear Hulks are twenty seven ninety. They're $27? For three of them. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Like, like, they're like $10. $10 is the most expensive. Other than Natural Order, nothing is above, like, $10 a card. That's amazing. That's fucking great. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Crater Hoof is 24 but... All right, that's fine. Yeah. Everyone wants to get hoofed. Get hoofed! Oh, and I, I picked a Crater Hoof Behemoth out of uh, the bulk rare box when it came out. Really? <laughs> He said Crater Hoof was terrible when it first came out. Like, people thought it was an unplayable card, and then Legacy Elves was like, yeah, we're going to run this. <laughs> and then people saw it in, Leg- in uh, Legacy Elves, and they started playing with it in other places. But yeah, good card, Crater Hoof. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, all right, yeah, so that is a sweet deck. I think, I think I'm going to... Man, I'm going to put this up on the uh, Facebook page, because that is fucking cool. Yeah, I think Aaron put it up a little while ago, but no oh, one, okay. no one understood the sweetness of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that we kind of went over. That is fucking awesome. So many like just like standard cars from two years ago. Yeah. Um, no, this is really a standard deck that someone updated for Legacy. It was a standard <laughs> deck that someone added three natural orders to. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So moving on, there were some spoilers this week. Uh, for Aether Revolt, which is the new set coming out for Standard. Uh, I only saw two cards in there that I thought were worth talking about. Um, the first one, Heart of Kirin, um, which is two mana for a legendary artifact vehicle. It's a 4-4. Four, four, uh, Flying Vigilance. It has a crew 3, so you can tap like any number of creatures uh, with total power 3 or more. Uh, that basically makes an active creature to attack uh, until end of turn. Um, and, but you, so it has kind of an interesting interaction with loyalty counters on planeswalkers which is something i haven't seen before you can remove a loyalty counter from a planeswalker you control rather than pay heart of kieran's crew cost so what did you think of this jerry do you think this has any legs in legacy it's uh, for i mean definitely not widespread use but i could see it spawning an archetype mm-hmm. uh i'm just thinking of like sweet curves where you go like turn one ponder turn two heart of kieran turn three liliana Tick up Liliana to four. Each player discards a card. Remove a counter off Liliana. Activate Heart of Kieran. It has Vigilance. Right. So bash face. And then if they try and crack back and kill Liliana, you put Liliana to two and block with the Heart of Kieran. Right. Like, that. that's a pretty good play turn three in Legacy. It's really interesting. And, and um, the only thing that's kind of awkward is that you have to... You have to make it a creature before declare attacks. So blocking with it, you can't like they can't like declare attacks and then you then you animate your your vehicle. You have to uh, do it before. You have to do it during your main phase. Uh, really? Is that yeah. how it works? I'm fairly sure. Like you can't be in in de- declare attacks 
and activate it. If I'm it's not an instant. It looks like an instant speed effect. I don't think so. No, it, the crew. The crew is like a. It's a weird. If that's uh, true, that's not in the reminder text of crew. Yeah. There's there's it's no not. clause it's that not. says yeah. We'll have to have one of the judges listening in uh, chime in on that. Yes, please do, because I feel like crewing is... Um, hold on. You know what? Let me... All right. Hold on. To activate... Tab, hold on. Yeah, I don't see anything in here. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mis- misremembering that interaction, but... Um, yeah. We'll have, to, we'll, we'll have to get one of the judges on here to talk about it. Um, but yeah, so interesting card. Um, the other one that you had brought up, Jerry, was Yeheni's Expertise, which is... Uh, Two black black for a sorcery, which was all creatures get minus three, minus three until end of turn, which is in and of itself is very unexciting. But mm-hmm. it does have a second ability. You want to read that or you want me to read it? <laughs> you may cast a card with converted mana cost three or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Right. And so my first thought was like something like Sinkhole <laughs> or Him to Torok. But your idea, which was much better... Was something uh, like Ancestral Vision or... Or Restore Balance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, these uh these cards that don't have a casting cost and have, like, some other effect to get them into play. And you can just use this to cast it at instant speed. You can use it for Hypergenesis, <clears throat> too. So you can run it in a Hypergenesis deck as a way to cast that at, uh, whenever you want. Uh, so it allows you to kind of break the break the game a little bit, which always kind of gets my attention. It's uh, uh, <laughs> an interesting card. I, I don't know if it has any legs. I mean, yeah, four, four mana sorcery probably isn't where anyone really wants to be in Legacy, and even playing those other cards. Yeah, I see it as uh, as definitely modern contender because mm-hmm. Restore Balance is already a deck in I modern. I think it could be great in modern in like a blue black control deck. Yeah. Um, I mean that they have ancestral vision, so they have some of the some of the cards that are really worth casting off that off that ability. Right, um, and, and I mean, still have Snapcaster Mage. Like you can get a free Snapcaster Mage for extra value. Yeah, like like you said, worst case scenario, you just use it like you described, where you you know two black black is pretty expensive, but if it's two black black, all creatures get minus three minus three, and your opponent discards two cards at random. Like that's pretty much worth it for four four mana. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's not too. Um, so uh, you know what's interesting is that uh, if this gets countered, do you still get to cast the free card? Uh, I don't think so. Because, because it's, is it part of the resolution of the spell? I think it's yeah. It's, because it's okay. all creatures get minus three, minus three until end of turn, and then you may cast a card with convert a mana cost. That's yeah. the way I'm interpreting it. Okay. So it's it's part of the the cast like the resolution of the spell is that you then get to cast on another spell. Okay. All right. So yeah, I mean that would feel bad to get a force of will because paying four mana for something like that is just kind of rough. But um. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it, it, I think they do that on purpose because if you put like a Snapcaster Mage into play off of it as part of the casting cost, uh, then your Snapcaster Mage would just die to its minus three minus three ability. Oh right, because it's a, a state based effect. Well, yeah, because then it well then the spell resolves. Right. So yeah, I, I definitely think you you play the card after this card resolves. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, those are the only two that I thought that I saw that were remotely interesting to me. I don't know if there was anything you saw, Jerry, that would pique your interest. I mean, we got we got the planeswalkers, but they're not super exciting because they cost six. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. So there's, there's actually three planeswalkers revealed so far: a Johnny Unyielding, um, a Johnny Valiant Protector. 
and Tezzeret, Master of, of Metal. Um, so the, Te- the way Tezzeret Metal is annoying to me because he's basically Agent of Bolas for two more for a slight advantage. Right. <laughs> but well, there's just no reason to play him over Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas. Right. And in all honesty, so the one that you're talking about too, so they're making these like dual decks for every standard set now that will have like a um, a story relevant planeswalker in each. But they're actually not Planeswalkers that you find in standard packs. They're only in these dual decks. So in order to combat like making the decks, the dual decks, extremely expensive, they basically made them standard unplayable, which makes them also unplayable in other formats as well. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just being honest. That's That was their intent. That was their, absolutely their intent. Their intent was to make um, a like an event deck for casual players that has cool Planeswalkers in it that are appeal to casual players, but you also don't want to have like the true name nemesis effect, where like one copy of this sells out because oh this is actually a, comp- a good competitive card. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You get casuals, some cool planeswalkers. They they've all been six mana and up, and they've all been completely unplayable in standard, which means they're not even close to playable in any other format. Yeah, as someone pointed out though, the dual deck ones are shit. But the ones that are actually standard legal are good. Both both standard legal versions of Chandra and Nissa seeing play in Legacy. Uh, the standard the so the ones that are in standard packs, yes. Yeah. The Nissa the Nissa one that is in the dual deck is not. Um, they're, they're actually standard legal as well. These six mana planeswalkers from the dual decks. Oh, they I are think? standard. They are standard legal, but they're not in the main set. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the uh the Nissa Nissa Vital Force is seeing play in Elves, which is interesting. Yeah, well, Chandra Torch of Defiance is also seeing play in uh, uh, like the mono red Stompy list. Mod Catcher oh, oh, Stompy, right. yeah. uh, Goblin I, Stompy, uh, Dragon Stompy. Oh yeah, Dragon Stompy also top eighted again in that SCG IQ. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this the swing back from like Eldrazi being such a player out there? You think? Like, yeah. Making room for these decks because you're not seeing as many uh, like. Like miracles is kind of getting forced out a little bit. Like, I think the, I think the Delver decks being forced out of the meta has really allowed some creativity come to come about because you don't have this like clock. Like a couple years ago when Rug Delver was the most popular deck in the format, it was like if you can't win the game gold fishing by turn three, don't even bother. Right. Because Rug Delver is just going to shut you down. Gotcha. So you know all the Delver decks getting pushed out of the meta has really allowed the format to breathe a little bit, and people are able to play these like bigger, somewhat more cumbersome but more powerful decks because they don't have to worry about a Delver of Secrets breathing down their neck every round. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that being said, we are starting to run a little bit late. Um, did you guys want to get into some scoops? Scoops. Was there anything else we wanted to add before we uh, cut out of here? Uh, I just registered for GP Louisville. Oh, nice. I am going to break the news to my wife tonight that I am going, so. <laughs> Why, is it Legacy or something? Yeah. It's in Louisville, Kentucky? Yes, sir. Kentucky. Oh, and uh, I was listening to Tusk Talk, and sounds like Evan and the boys will be up there. When yeah. is it? January 6th, 7th, and 8th, I believe. Yep. It's mm. also my birthday weekend. It's no, my birthday. I can't. Damn it, I can't. I can't. Not early January. I have to be responsible for snowstorms and snow removal now. Just hire someone to do it for you while you're on, while you're away. I can't. I can't. No, no, because this this uh, part part to the parking lot outside has something that I need to be the one plowing around it. Because if somebody else hits it, it's going to cost me two grand. It's mm. it's 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 an expensive risk to have somebody else plow it right now. So yeah. early January, I can't do. 
bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. Louis, like yeah. Kentucky. I didn't. I, I don't think I was at Louisville. I went to Florence, but Kentucky was really kind of cool, man. There's a lot of like the, Massachusetts is very much a no smoking state. Hmm. Ken, Kentucky just fucking smoke cigarettes anyway. It was really cool. <laughs> that's not. That's not a state I so, like. Sounds like I want to go to. Then. Yeah. No, no. It was as good. a non as a non smoker, that actually sounds like a hellhole. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, well they, you might like California. Pat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, California sounds awesome. But uh, Pat, are you flying down or driving down? Uh, if I go, I would be most likely flying. Why? Okay. Uh, well, we found flights for three ten. Uh, okay. Round, round trip. Uh, if 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 you wanted to go um and land outside of Louisville, um where Joe said he'd pick us up from, they're like uh in the two hundreds, I think. When is it? January sixth, seventh, and eighth. Um. Hmm, interesting. I'm gonna make one final effort tonight with my wife and see if I can if I can get the the go ahead. I mean, you are, are you already booked to go? Uh, I haven't bought my plane ticket yet because we've been recording, but <laughs> <laughs> I have I have the time off work. Nice, like hotel room and all. You're just gonna book it up in advance. Yeah, oh yeah, we already have a uh, Airbnb booked. Yeah, Airbnb is the shit. And would you say it was like thirty bucks a night? Yeah, it's ninety dollars total for the entire weekend for the uh, Airbnb. So Perfect. each, I should say. Yeah, yeah, dude. Airbnb in Columbus was so so sweet that I would never, I would never go anywhere else and like a different way. I'll never pay for a hotel room again, or at least I will always check Airbnb first. Yeah, because that was so sweet. Yep. So yeah. Um, yeah, I might, I may have to sacrifice going to Vegas for going to. <laughs> That's the problem. Nah, I, I would go to Vegas over Louisville. Really? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would but, do that. Yeah, but Joe pit. said. Joe said the chances of him going to Vegas are zero, and I, I would love to go to another event with him because he was a fucking blast. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to get Joe to come to Vegas. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to pay for him <laughs> to come out. Uh, yeah. So, all right. You could advertise awesome. that Vegas has hookers and blow. Yeah. I don't think that's Joe's style. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, maybe right. I, I don't know him that well. You know, maybe he has a secret life. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, is there even a fucking city that doesn't have hookers and blow? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Let's wrap this up. <laughs> we got uh, all right. Well, I'm so close with the PG thirteen rating. <laughs> uh, I'll get into some scoops. Uh, I'm gonna scoop in. Uh, I'm going to scoop you and Jerry for having just a fucking great show on this weekend oh, up at, uh, at Gaming Etc. Uh, it's a great shop. Uh, I'll scoop, scoop in Gaming Etc. And uh, Michelle, right? That's her name? The owner? Yeah, Michelle. I've met her a couple of times. She seems like a real sweet woman. Um, that's a great store. I love that fucking store, man. If it was a little closer, I would be there. I'd try to get there more often. But as it is, it's a little a little far for me to go for like an F&M, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, also for anyone who like goes to GP's gaming, et cetera, is there and Michelle's there. And if you get a chance, just talk to her because she's been like buying and selling magic cards since like the very earliest days of magic. So she has some of the greatest stories I've ever heard <laughs> from like all over magic's history. So just, yeah, she, just was, she was great when I went up to, uh, yeah. when we were out in Columbus. Yeah. Go um, over to the booth, buy some shit and hear some stories. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'll give a, I'll give a scoop and a top eight, uh, to our buddy, Joe, Gardner, uh, just because he's awesome. Uh, if you're looking for another podcast that talks a little bit about other formats, because they cover some uh, some modern and competitive uh, standard stuff, uh, he does the the B Team podcast on MTG Cast as well, and it's worth checking out if you like uh, uh, some content that's not all legacy all the time. Uh, but he does talk legacy, but uh, 
but yeah, they do other formats as well. It's very very good show, worth checking out. And uh, that's all I got. What about uh, what about you, Jer Bear? Uh, you you stole all of mine. <laughs> nice. So wait, you're gonna scoop yourself in the top eight? I I was gonna scoop myself in because <laughs> I'm a scumbag. A, I was gonna say that's a very Jerry thing to do. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> At least I didn't cast any chain lightnings at instant speed. Well, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, Jerry. All right? <laughs> Thanks, Bill Belichick. <laughs> hey, you watch it. You fucking watch it, Chain lightnings are instant speed. <laughs> I'm going to get my alter just to say instant over the, over the line. Oh, with, can you do Bill Belichick, like, talking into the microphone, roll the footage? Your job, just do your job, Jerry. That's yeah, just do do my job. All right, I'm gonna also scoop in Michelle for running awesome events and everything Pat said because Pat's a bastard and stole my stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna scoop in Andrew Mag and all the other awesome fans of the cast that I talked to at the event. Uh, you know that's why we go to events, hang out with people. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to scoop Joe Gardner in because he's offering to pick us up and de- drive us to the airport <laughs> in Kentucky. So thanks, Joe, for not leaving us stranded. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's the man. He's, he's Joe awesome. is the man. We got to have him on the podcast again, actually. We, we do. We definitely do. He is, uh, he is a fucking – he's a hoot, man. Hell, yeah. Uh, what about you, Adrian? Who you got? Uh, there we go. Um, who are we got? Yeah, I'm going to scoop in Jordan Munson. Nice. Because... And Johnny Narcoleptic. <laughs> and Brooks Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Are you just going down the Facebook page and just naming names? <laughs> no, these are three guys that actually I just mailed off playmats to. Oh, nice. So there is actually... Um, and we were doing, what, Wounded Warrior Project mm-hmm. and MTG Cast, right? Mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure that they actually got the playmats. Um, you think got to them correctly? So far, one's been confirmed, but they, he's in Massachusetts. There's another one going down to Atlanta, and then one going over to Japan. Oh, nice! Yeah, and is, is it Jordan who's in Japan? Uh, no, that's uh, Brooks. Jordan's uh, in Brooks. Yeah. Yep. So, so um, yeah, I take in all the donations, and I just. I, I cover the shipping to get everything to where it needs to go. So, so far, there's $214. Nice. nice. To try to donate forward. So, we over time, we get to wherever. I know normally we'll do it when it hits 500. We just push donations out. But we can do whatever. We can either send it out now or later. doesn't matter to me. Um, but I, now I have, like, I still have, I even got a few more playmats, too. So, I have a whole bunch of playmats. And, uh... If you guys want to handle something and do it different, whether we do it blind, non-blind, however you care to do it, even just list them all up and see if anybody wants any of them, whatever. Doesn't matter to me. So you guys think about it. Get back to me. So so far I got those three scooping in the top eight anyway, and Braden Defoe. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, real deep there, Pat. <laughs> what did you say? You got real deep on that nice. Yeah, got, got right in there. Jesus, right like the voice there. of God for a second. <laughs> um, speaking of Braden Defoe, we got his infamous list. Oh, God. Hold on. You ready for this, Pat? Before we do the list, before we do the list, uh, Jerry, if someone wants to find you on, on Twitter, where can they find you to harass you about this? Uh, <laughs> 
this fucking game that we play every week. It's terrible. Yeah, harass me about running three black border volcanics and one white border and being yeah, called was, scrub. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I also like the way you hold your hand with the cards like flayed out so that you could read all the text and all the cards and still have them all in one hand. It's like a full full grip. I like to read all my cards at the same time. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. I hold it like a like a like a geisha, and I'm just fanning. <laughs> really myself. Do. I thought you were like, oh, I'm getting a case of the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like four cards in hand, and it's like three feet wide. <laughs> uh, so, so what are they gonna find, Jerry? J M E E three R D at Twitter dot com. That is not. .tk.rus <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> you can find me at Pat Uglo on Twitter. Uh, you can find me uh, twitch.tv slash Pat Uglo for the stream. Uh, you can find the Facebook group uh, Leaving Legacy MTG. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash Leaving Legacy MTG. Um, you can find Adrian at MathMetrixer, right, Adrian? There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Oh. <laughs> Also, get on that Facebook group, people, and add some more songs to the list. It is pinned to the top of the Facebook group by Braden oh. Defoe. Uh, maybe put some songs on there that Pat likes so I don't have to hear him bitch every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely did not play a song at the end of the last episode. Just, <laughs> just uh, We just left it at you, you laughing, Jerry. Laughing maniacally to yourself in my pain. It was a good song. I listened to it. It was a... You know what, Jerry? I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was a good song. I forget what it was called, though. It, well, no one will ever know because I deleted it from the list. Laser guitars. He was shooting like laser, laser guitars. Yeah, I do remember that. I don't know what the song was. It was like very 80s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just roll this die so we can get the fuck out of here. Which one are you hoping for this week, Pat? Um, I'm going to hope for a freestyle for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hope in uh, Benny and the Jets. <sighs> just roll the die. <laughs> Number one, we got Beth by Kiss. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. That's yeah, too bad. on TN, Beth by Kiss. Good, good job. You got, you, wow. Thank you. You got one that Pat approves of. I might make it a different Kiss song. We might like do Detroit Rock City. <laughs> you can't do that. I, I can do whatever I want. I edit the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where it's like, I'm going to party all night and each and every day? Is that no, the one? That, <laughs> and each and every day. <laughs> I'm going to rock and roll all night? Is that what and you're talking par- And about? party every day. <laughs> I just want to party some of the days. Not each and every day, Jerry, okay? <laughs> I want to party. Break. I'm a human. I guess I actually, the- I'm going to rewrite the lyrics of that song to I want to party all night and each and every day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, rock and roll all night and each and and every every day day. (laughs) oh that's just Uh, uh, just I have a degree in music delightful (laughs) (laughs) alright gentlemen it was great talking to y'all night (laughs) good gentlemen have a nice Monday See ya. Enjoy Bye. Pause out. Sweet. Play us out with some dun, sweet dun, jams. Dun, 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 I have an idea. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you show them everything you got. Did I hear you call? But I can't.